Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to the Girls Who VC podcast. Girls Who VC is the first organization dedicated to bringing young women into venture capital. My name is Isabella Mandis, and I'm the founder and CEO of Girls Who VC. On this podcast, I'm so excited to introduce Miriam Hawk to talk about her experiences working at the National Venture Capital Association and its nonprofit arm, Venture Forward. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much, Miriam, for coming on this podcast and talking about your experiences specifically at Venture Forward. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Could you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been in the venture ecosystem for a little over 15 years, and I really didn't have much of an idea of what venture capital was beforehand. I got thrown into it after having moved to San Francisco. But when I started in the venture industry, I was really focused on research. And that's where my passion was, even though I didn't know much about the industry, but just researching topics that were driving decisions and making a big impact were just things I knew that I wanted to do. And so I started really focusing on uh, understanding the industry, following trends, doing research on the industry. And so I, I started my career actually at an organization or a database product, I guess, called VentureSource, which is now defunct and was acquired by CV Insights, but it used to be owned by Dow Jones. And I was there for about six years, just really learning everything I could about the industry. And I continued on sort of the venture capital research path for a few years in DC, actually focused on emerging markets, private equity. So that's what I had learned on more of the US markets to talk the, the opportunity for emerging markets in what venture capital and growth capital meant there. And then I had this really cool opportunity about eight years ago to join NVCA to lead research that has morphed now into leading Venture Forward, which is a supporting organization to NVCA that's focused on bringing more diversity, equity, and inclusion into the venture industry. So it's something I'm really passionate about and, and excited to dive in uh, to this audience and the organization that, that you're leading, Isabella. Awesome. Thank you. So could you talk more about why you first became interested in venture capital? You said being on the West Coast and also the research you were doing, but I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, so it's funny. I, I don't think I could say that I was really ever interested in venture capital until I really got thrown into it. I didn't have a, a traditional background in that. You can't tell my, by my accent, but I actually grew up in Mississippi. And so I spent my the first 18 years of my life there and loved it. I think it was a great experience, but wasn't really exposed so much to the concepts of venture capital, high growth entrepreneurship. And so I think I got my first understanding, even though it was still kind of limited in that understanding back at that time, when I went to, to college at Carnegie Mellon, and I think that's where it opened up a little bit more of this world and path of entrepreneurship. But even then, I don't think my interest was really there. But where I, I think the interest really grew was back in 2007, I moved to San Francisco, and it was a really exciting time for the venture industry. And I just had this opportunity to join this team that was at VentureSource to track the industry and research it. And as a researcher, it's funny because if you typically want to research stuff where data is easy to come by, but venture capital, it's notoriously hard to come by. And especially 15, 16 years ago, when there, there wasn't a lot of transparency when it came to deals being discussed or disclosed online or shared on social or really even database products like ours, it was really hard to track it. But I think what fascinated me was this really small gem of our economy that and really seeing the potential that this this ecosystem has and just at that time even and if we look at it now at, in retrospect the impact that venture capital has had on innovation on wealth creation on value creation at the top 
companies on public markets today. We're all trace our roots back to venture capital. And we've done some really interesting research um, and seen some really good research that others have done on the, just that what that impact has been, especially on the public markets that venture back companies have had. So seeing all of that was really just, I was like, how can I not be part of this industry? I want to ha- be able to support and have my fingerprints on this to, to hopefully make an impact. So that's really where I guess my interest started and then it has morphed and led to seeing that impact, but then also understanding that impact and that wealth creation has been exclusive and hasn't been very inclusive. And I, I think that's where we're really excited about the work that we're doing at Venture Forward, which is just to imagine what that additional wealth creation, what that additional innovation and financial returns could be if our industry did unlock and to uh, people of different backgrounds that just historically have not had the opportunity to participate in this really special ecosystem. That's awesome. You touched on research. You started your career at a media company researching VC. Can you talk more about what you did there and what you learned from that experience that applies to your work now? So where I started was at Dow Jones Venture Source, and it was actually part of the same company that owned the Wall Street Journal. And there was a lot of media connection in terms of what we were doing and supporting the journalists of both VentureWire at that time and a lot of the reporters who were coming, covering technology and venture capital. But we weren't solely supporting those reporters. We were supporting the broader ecosystem, other outlets. We had several VC firms, and that was like our major client base, but were VC firms who also wanted access to this data. And I would think about it at that time, what PitchBook is today, what Venture for, venture Source was at that time. Uh, and when you're on the research side, you really have to spend the time, again, if it's not an ecosystem, an industry that you know very well, like understanding the industry before you really start to, to research it. So at the beginning, it was just trying to absorb as much as I could from reading to talking to people to going to conferences, going to events, and just trying to stay up to date and really understanding how this industry works. But when we got it, like when I kind of got into the nitty gritty of the research side, a lot of it was secondary research and scouring sources, secondary sources around gathering deal data, exit data, fundraising data, but then also doing a lot of survey data, really trying to understand trends in fund terms, fund documents, as well as deal terms and compensation, how LPs view the world, because there is this broader ecosystem that's important to to be mindful of. And it's not just like the VC investors, there's a lot going on with their relationship, obviously, with their founders, but also with LPs, what the current market trends are and the, the sort of microclimate is. And I mentioned I started in the industry back in 2007. Things drastically changed, you know, in 2000, fall of 2008 and seeing the, the start and the, the few years of just what the global financial crisis um, impact had on the venture ecosystem, which did take some time to surface in venture. But I think if you look back at when some of the best companies have been started over the past 15 years or so. It was in that period right after the global financial crisis. It, it, it was it was just really interesting, I think, to kind of watch all of that research, share some of that insight and those trends with some of the, the key decision makers, the investors who were making decisions on how they were going to allocate capital and how they were going to invest based on the research we were doing. So that felt like a really cool place to be. And we were really mo- mostly focused on the US in terms of research, but I was just generally getting more curious about the role of this industry and this type of asset class in other markets. And we've seen just so much tremendous growth in terms of venture capital and growth equity capital across the world. It's it's the US, I think, definitely has had the was the founder of venture capital and definitely has had the monopoly on venture capital. But we've seen that talent is everywhere. Talent is global. There are a lot of other 
places across the world that are trying to be more competitive and they realize the importance of startup ecosystems on the economy and on jobs. And that's where my interest then morphed to, to the international side, but came back to the more domestic side of the industry back in 2015. Awesome. And then you went over to MVCA, the National Venture Capital Association. Can you tell us more about what they do and why it's so important? So funny enough, I met the current CEO of NBCA, Bobby Franklin, at a conference in Rio de Janeiro, of all places. Even I lived out from the NBCA office in DC, but our paths crossed because I was at another association that was focused on um, emerging markets, private equity, and venture capital, and he was leading NBCA. And so it was just a, a funny coincidence that we met, but one thing led to another, and I joined NBCA. And it's been a really great eight years, really have enjoyed my time here. But what's fascinating about NBCA is it's now been around for 50 years. This is its 50th anniversary. And it is for the venture ecosystem, really the voice of the investors and the founders as it relates to public policy. And it's, it's no secret to anyone that the tech community, the venture capital community, Silicon Valley is increasingly just on the radar of Washington for several uh, reasons just because our industry now touches so many different parts of the economy, whether it's specific industry verticals or sectors of the economy that our industry is disrupting, or just the, the broader policy impact that things around immigration or tax can really have on our ecosystem. And NBCA, the team of lobbyists at NBCA are, are the ones who every day are spending their time making sure that policymakers in Washington and regulators understand why the venture ecosystem is so important and we should really be encouraging policies that in, that increase activity and aren't in any way having un, unintended consequences that could potentially hurt uh, founders or new firms funds essentially from being started. And it's a really important role for, for NBCA to play. Washington's a big company town and it's a really big pond and NBCA venture capital, unfortunately, it's a, a, not as big of a fish, I would say, just in terms of the resources that other uh, other industries have when it comes to lobbying power, but the story that I think venture capital has to tell is just so compelling for any member of Congress. I think one of the questions that I always feel like I get asked when I was in DC was, how do we create a Silicon Valley in our city or in our congressional district? And you know that's a good place where you want to be is to bring more of this industry in, into your community. But I think understanding why venture capital has been successful is really important before trying to unpack that. But that's essentially the role of NBCA and why they're here. Incredible. And you led the creation and launch of Venture Forward. Can you tell us more about the projects that Venture Forward follows and what you're doing there, such as VC University? So Venture Forward was founded by NBCA and our roots trace back about 10 years now with the creation of what was called at that time the Diversity Task Force. And that was an NBCA board-led initiative. And it was really from the recognition that I alluded to earlier, which is that the venture industry has just had such a huge impact on innovation and wealth creation and it, it just generating returns that having a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive ecosystem just has the potential to maximize those even further. And so that's really where the concept for Venture Forward started. We essentially, in the beginning, spent a lot of time listening and learning to understand what best role NBCA could play in this in this space. And one of the first projects we undertook was actually called the VC Human Capital Survey. And that was with our partners at Deloitte, which was created to because we recognized if we want to improve something, we have to have a way to measure it. So that was 
for the first first step we took from, from that exercise. The second was what we recognized, which is if you if someone doesn't know someone in the venture industry, didn't take that one or two courses, maybe in college or grad school on venture capital, and doesn't live maybe within 50 miles of a couple of cities in this country, just having that exposure to venture capital as a viable career opportunity and being able to spread that knowledge and make venture capital more accessible purely from an educational perspective. That's where we launched and created VC University. And the goal here is really just to democratize access to venture education for anyone across the country who wants to just learn more about venture capital from the investor perspective and understanding both the art and the science behind venture investing. And so that's where we partnered with UC Berkeley and launched this program back in 2019. We are really proud to say that we have had more than 3,000 people now come through the program, over 13 sold out cohorts, and continue to see a lot of interest in that program. We also offer full scholarships to aspiring investors from underrepresented backgrounds because we do want to make this industry and, and make this program even more accessible, especially for, for people who may not have, uh, have, have an opportunity to, to, to access it. So I, uh, now we've built this community of, like I mentioned, 3,000 participants. And so following and tracking them to see how they navigate the industry. Hopefully we hear success stories and started to hear some, but I think it's going to take time just because it is a sort of a long-term cycle when it comes to being an investor on your journey towards success, which can take eight, eight to 10 years really to, to sometimes see some of that success play through when it comes to track record and exits. That's so incredible. And we've had a lot of members of Girls UBC that I know have been a part of VC University and speak so highly of it. So definitely attest to all of the great work you're doing. And the impact that you're doing, like you said, has been so incredible. What would you say are some of the most fulfilling parts of your work? Like what gets you up every morning and makes you keep wanting to work? I feel like I've been a founder because I helped to launch Venture Forward. And I think in that spirit, just seeing where we started and where we are now, I know we still have, feel like we have a lot more that we can do, but I think it's just really incredible to see how far we've come and the impact the organization has had in terms of just those early days where we were having pitch conversations with potential donors to get funding to do this, to now having several programs that are established, have had so many people come through it. I think that's one thing, and we had our strategy session as a team last week, so I did, I really appreciated taking that step back to understand and see what some of that impact has had. But I actually think the maybe more or another piece to this that's really fulfilling and I love to see is just when someone who's come through our programs has reached out or I see something on LinkedIn or I see a news article that says someone's closed their debut fund for however hundred million or however many million dollars or so-and-so got a job as an associate or analyst at a VC firm. And I think that's the most fulfilling and rewarding part of this, which is to see that it's not just educating and mentoring, but it's really translating to and hopefully translating to more long-term actual hiring and investment decisions. I love that. And what would you say are some important qualities of the successful venture capitalists that you've seen having exposure to so many people coming in and out of the field? I think I mentioned this earlier, which was the just the long-term nature of event, the venture industry. And so I do think that just having that perseverance of knowing it's not going to be a quick return or you'll easily see the, the fruits of the labor. It really does take time. And whether you're a fund manager or a founder, you're going to hear so many no's when it comes to fundraising for either your fund or your company. And I think just taking that feedback, learning from some of those, those no's or those failures and just 
pivoting and using that to better your next pitch or just to take that constructive criticism. I think having that perseverance of, of continuing on. And I think combined with that, I think just venture capitalists are eternal optimists. And so I think that's quality that I've seen that with, with most people that I speak with. And then I don't think it should be overlooked, but there is a bit of luck that goes into being a successful venture capitalist. A lot of times, especially on the very early stages, investors are making decisions without a lot of data and they're going with what they have and investing in a person and hoping, taking a leap of faith, hoping that of their entire portfolio of 20 companies or so that one's going to be the true home run that generates the returns for the fund. And so I think kind of writing on a little bit of that luck can can go along. Amazing. And what advice would you give someone that's interested in pursuing a career in venture capital? What do you think that they should know from all of your experience? I think the good news nowadays is that so much information about the venture industry is available publicly, whether that's on social media, on firm websites, in more academic research, with research that PitchBook and Carta and those groups are doing. And so I think that more so now than ever, that information on the industry is a lot more readily available versus being really behind closed doors. That said, we are no longer in this 10-year cycle of up and to the right. Like It's definitely we're more in this bear market. And I think that's a bit of a challenge if someone is trying to break into the industry. But I almost feel now is the time where a lot of the industry is really getting back to the fundamentals of investing in the business. And not to say that it's not... But I do think it is going to be a bit more challenging for new folks in the industry over the next few years to navigate that. But I think really trying to to show value on teams and definitely check out. There's so many more job boards now, I got to say, in terms of like available opportunities when it comes to hiring, even for junior entry-level positions at VC firms. So I think definitely scour those. We, we put out some at Venture Forward. We have a job board. I know there are a lot of other resources that have job boards. And if, even if it's not full-time position, there are a lot more opportunities now for fellowships, for scout programs, for internships that I would definitely encourage anyone looking to just like break in. That can be a great opportunity too. I think just in terms of advice, try to absorb and learn as much as you can. And then something that you should also think about is if you want to be an investor is try to kind of develop your investment. $50 million fund today, what what would you do with it? And really think very critically about what that would look like and go through that case study. And I think just that exercise can be really helpful in conversations that you have in in hiring interviews that you do and really just to help you understand or someone trying to break into the industry, understand like what it takes to really know this business from the more technical aspects. Awesome. And to close off, I'd love to hear how you stay up to date on the industry. Are there any websites, newsletters, podcasts, or anything you recommend? So I think pro rata and term sheet are the ones that I look to every morning to, to read that are great. So it's Axios and Fortune. I think PitchBook puts out really good data just in terms of their research, as well as they have a daily newsletter. I think they mentioned this earlier, but social media, I think there's a lot of insight and information that is helpful from just that platform these days. And then but a lot of VCs do also blog. We actually have on the Venture Forward website a section of resources where we list out a lot of books, a lot of podcasts, newsletters, online open source educational places where, because we get asked this question a lot. So I definitely would recommend checking that out. And then also for the NBCA side, there there's also a daily smart brief newsletter and a weekly series, e news, series BC newsletter, which covers 
important policy issues that are impacting the venture ecosystem. And then, of course, the Venture Forward newsletter. So if you're not signed up or subscribed yet, I encourage you to sign up and just stay up to date with the latest that's going on with us, as well as other ways to get involved with the industry. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your background and more about the industry. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me and looking forward to to being on here soon, watching the organization grow. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and supporting Girls Who VC. Make sure to check out our website, girlswhovc.com, and follow us on social media at Girls Who VC. See you next time.